Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Happy Friday, everybody. It is Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody, broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Cubs lose to the Arizona Diamondbacks one to nothing. They've now lost two straight to the Diamondbacks. Got another game tomorrow, 1.20 p.m. That can be heard right here on 670 The Score. Pre-game begins right at 12.45. Zach Zavin got you there. And Justin Steele's on the bump. So he should be somebody that can shut down this two-game losing streak of the Chicago Cubs. But it wasn't because of pitching today. Justin Steele had a, a phenomenal performance. Ross spoke passionately about him. We'll get to that in just a second. You're talking about Tyone. Ty, what did I say? Smiley? You said Steele. Oh, Steele again? Sorry. My bad. Tyone, thank you. That's why we're teammates. And Ross spoke passionately about Tyone, uh, which we'll get to in a second. But... Man, what an outing for him. I mean, he had a couple. I, I I thought his last couple outings were still decent, right? Had rough beginnings to them. But whenever a major league pitcher can give you over five innings you and keep you in the game, it's a it's a, it's a decent outing, you should say. But people were talking about Jameson Tyone over these last couple of games as if they wanted to just put him on the waiver wire. Well, I, I understand. I mean, he was kind of not sticking with the program the program is hey we're winning and when you get to that point in a season (laughs) people will be left behind i mean we've seen it before so i was one of those people that like no this is not a time you are so important it is so important that Jameis tyone do things like he did today just because of marcus stroman and look hey what Jordan Wicks has been doing has been unbelievable and a revelation and a gold mine, but you just can't depend on that, I think. You know, like maybe he is that that hot rookie that is gonna take you places, but that makes me nervous. But Jamison Tyone today, six innings, did not allow a single run, one hit, nine strikeouts, allowed one walk. The problem was for the Cubs is that Zach Gallen was <laughs> even better. Zach Gallen Nine innings, similar line actually. Nine shutout innings, three hits, nine strikeouts, one walk. He was allowed to go a hundred and seven pitches. I didn't give you the pitch count for which is which needs to be pointed out when before we hear David Ross. Jamison Tyone was allowed to go again six innings. He only had seventy seven pitches and was ultimately taken out of the game for for Julian Merriweather, who did have a very good seventh inning. Yeah, and I think that when you're talking about Rossi, I mean, I, you get it. People are going to question that. When you have that many pitches thrown, 
when you were talking about a guy who was mowing people down yep. with nine strikeouts. And you have a taxed bullpen. Taxed bullpen, great point. And so hearing Rossi, you know, be passionate in this moment kind of makes sense, but we're going to talk about it a little bit more after this. Can you just explain why you guys took him out of the first six innings after that performance? Oh, yeah, he was done. He was done. But why was he done? Because uh, I chose to take him out of the game. Okay. That's kind of my yeah. choice, right? Yeah, I get it. I'm just like, usually a guy with 77 pitches is going a little longer than that. Can you just okay. expand on it a little? Uh, no, I don't need to explain. I think it's just, I thought he was done. I thought he pitched a phenomenal game. We got a fully rested bullpen. Did a really nice job. Mm. I agree with David Ross, by the way. I don't know if he handled well, it perfectly. It. The fact that, because David Ross obviously was being a little bit uh, difficult, right? Those were all good questions by the reporter. And I'm that glad. was a great follow-up. That was a ballsy follow-up. The 77 pitches, yeah, that's that's a veteran reporter right there. I believe John Dietz was the man is that who it is? with that. Yeah, it was very I good. I would have been terrified to ask right. a follow-up and, question and, like that. Uh, no, and I think more questions right could one. have been asked from other reporters. Like that, Those were absolutely the right, and, and David Ross, quite frankly, was being a little snotty there. I mean, he was just, I could take him out if I want. I agree, I should say, with the fact that he took him out because Jamison Tyone, as we have seen, does settle into games, but he always has one bad inning where everything goes wrong, and he has been really bad lately. So get this guy. You know what? Sometimes you got to have that feeling if you're a manager, like we, we just got six really good innings out of this guy. He's been bad. I don't know if I agree with the idea that you want to have him like this is a confidence building thing again because they're in the middle of a pennant race. I yeah. feel like you can't really think that way. But as a manager, you can think in your head, and I think this is what Ross was doing: was man, th- do I keep going with this, or is he going to have yeah. that bad inning? I think that that's what Ross was thinking. I am not going to let this guy screw this up for us. Today. And I wish he would have leaned on the fact that when Julian Merriweather came in, he did have. An inning of three strikeouts. Yeah. You know, he threw 13 pitches. So if you would add that onto Jameson Tyone's total, let's, let's remember the run didn't come in that inning. So if you add those 13 onto Tyone's, he has 90 pitches now. He throws seven innings. And you still take him out in the eighth to, you know, to let your last two, your setup man and your closer handle their business. Yeah. And you do it, and it's just unfortunate that, you know. It, it ends up that way. Yeah, it was Jose Quas that ended yeah. up coming in and giving up the run. Mark Leiter Jr. pitched in this game. And then, hey, the return of Edward Elzelay. It's the first time all week that he has been back in. I'm just looking. He, he goes an inning, did allow a hit, struck out a guy. So good to get him back in there in a high-leverage spot because there's been some concern about his arm. I think there's more just concern about the fact that he suddenly was not effective when in in the Cubs, Mark Leiter had a shot at closing. That didn't go well in Cincinnati. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, but I do do understand, even though with all the bolt, like it would have been nice to see another starter, James and Tyone, go seven or eight innings just for the sake of the bullpen, but – Tyone has had some bad innings this year, and I know most of them have come early. So I was kind of like thinking along with Ross, like, man, you know, like this guy looks great, but is this going to be the inning where he, he gives up a five spot? Jamison Tyone on, damn, I should have grabbed the date for July 7th. Eight innings pitched, one hit, four strikeouts, 102 pitches thrown. Hmm. Just saying, those are out there. Yeah, well, yeah. I guess this is a good case of David Ross is looking at what's been going on recently. He's looking at the player in front of him, not the player from July 7th. Again, it was the right call. Julie Merriweather comes in and shuts it down. Yeah, but but on the surface, did you like it? Would you have – like when he took him out, 
I think a lot of Cubs fans were offended by it, or I think a lot. And I don't know how how animated people were about it, but I was okay with it. Like in, I'm talking about in the moment. Like it's fun to get out a manager for pulling a guy too soon and all that kind of stuff. But I got to be honest with you, when I saw him go out there and or not put him back in right. in the seventh, I was like. Um, I think I know what David's thinking. I really do. Because that's what it really boils down to. It's it's you see from a fan's perspective, as you mentioned, the fans might have not seen, might have not been happy about the move, and it's because you're witnessing a pitching duel. Absolutely, and that's what you really want to see play 100%, out. A hundred percent, right? Our let guys keeping up, up with Zach Gallen. Let, yeah. let him give up a single and then go ahead and do that. Like, but let this guy battle. Mm. Against their ace, I see the side for that. I do see the side for that, but I yeah. was definitely, uh, like I said, I think I know what David Ross was doing. I don't think he was like he might say, "Well, we just wanted to give." You know, like when he actually expands on the answer, which I think he eventually somebody should ask him. He might be might be telling people whether privately or publicly. Yeah, we just got to get this kid some confidence. Uh, but I don't think that's it. I but, think but, it, I think he was just worried about his like. I think he was taking a calculated risk by taking him out of the game. Listen to Jamison Tyone talk about what his thoughts were and whether or not he was trying to match Gallon's performance. I don't think that ever like really came across my mind like, man, Zach Gallon's pitching, I got a strand of it. Maybe like subconsciously there was a little bit of that there. Um, but I also knew just he was on third, but I still felt good about where I was. I knew my pregame warm-ups were good. Everything felt good. So I, in the back of my mind, was kind of like, this is this is possible here. Just keep filling it up. Um, and then once we got to two strikes, that did cross my mind. Like, let's really bear down here, open base. Let's make sure we're careful. You're a professional pitcher in Major League Baseball. You know who's on the mound for the other oh, of team. Of course. You course. know what they've been doing for seven innings. Yeah. It's not subconsciously. It is at the forefront of your brain. And you are a gamer and you just threw you've been throwing six innings. You got nine strikeouts. You know you're salty when you don't get a chance to go back out there. You've heard Jameson Tyon say that during the season when he's been pulled after the fifth inning. I really would like to go deep into these games. Is he salty though? He didn't sound salty. Did he? I mean, so here's my conspiracy theory. I don't think he was because it was one nothing. I don't think he was salty because it was a one nothing. Okay. Game. Well, I think oh, there's a lot of guys. Like he did, like this is no shade to Jameson Tyone, but he doesn't have that bolt. He doesn't have like he's not Justin Steele. You know, yeah, Justin yeah, Steele's yeah. kind of got that bulldog, yeah. mother bleeper kind of thing going on. Jameson Tyone does not have does not appear to have that thing going. On. I'm just wondering, like, because he got if, se- he got seventeen million dollars, he's chilling right now. That's true. <laughs> I mean, not, come on, man. He's not, he's not out there grinding what for his he, money. Number <laughs> five overall. I mean, the day that he was drafted, he was handed uh, like a couple million dollars. Jameson Tyone was, but I wonder. I wonder if it's possible too. Like this is the exterior, uh, peripheral theory and the conspiracy theory, if you'd like. Is it possible that Jameson Tyone told David Ross that he was done? Like, for whatever reason, like his arm, he wasn't feeling it. He wasn't locate like, it because David Ross was weird. I mean, he was weird about it. Like, it was, yeah. either Ross was like, screw you, I don't need, I'm at the point where I'm tired of telling you guys exactly what, or, or there was a reason, you know, a very specific reason. That he couldn't talk that about. That he didn't want to talk. Right, right. Whether it was, maybe it was his own reason, like I said, like he's afraid he'd give up five runs, yeah. or Jameson Tyone said he was un- feeling some discomfort or whatever. That's a good one, James. Wait a minute. You know what? I'm sorry, man. No. Um, they showed in the dugout, this further is only the conspiracy theory, Ooh. that Jameson Tyone, the, the trainer, 
was talking to Jamison Tyone. Now, Tyone was kind of walking ahead of him, and it, they could just, I don't know, they could just be right. buddies. He might have just fist pumped him. It could have been the sixth inning, and he was just asking him how been, he was uh, feeling. It could be nothing, but for the record, and they pointed it out on TV, that, and I can't think of the guy's name off the top of my yeah. head, but they, they did say, oh, and he's talking to the trainer, and I think JD even like surmised, oh, I don't think anything's wrong with him. I think they just took yeah. him out. But for whatever it's worth, that happened. This sounds like uh, Nate Davis uh, being caught on video talking to Matt Eberflus. <laughs> and everybody's like, oh, did they create their own scenarios on the other side of it? I just want to know like, why David Ross was so salty. Yeah. Well, well James Tyone talked about, you mentioned it, right? A possibility could have been that, you know, he's trying to avoid the five-run inning. Yeah, and I think that's it. Talk, Jameson talked about, you know, trying to avoid what, what he called a slug. Yeah, I mean, I'm always trying to put up zeros, but definitely, like, when I was sitting there, just it did seem like, you know, my sitting was going quickly. Like, I'd sit down, and it'd be two outs, and I'd kind of be ready to go back out there. So we got in a nice kind of, like, back-and-forth rhythm there. Um, but I was pretty aware of, of how he was doing out there and stuff. So, um, yeah, it's just one of those things. You try to avoid slug the best you can. You know, like, one run really could be all it takes. So just being a little more careful with the pitch mix and, like, trying to stay out of, like, the danger zones. Maybe the danger zone would have came in the seventh inning, right? And I'm now I'm even more convinced that's what it is because I'm I'm putting my I'm I'm David Ross. We've had this pitcher who has been giving up big runs at the wrong time Bullpen's in the season, healthy. right? And now it bullpen's healthy, rested, that's say. He, exactly. So now he's got this game where this guy who has been a thorn in his side recently has put up. There's another zero. There's another zero. There's a, six zeros. Do I keep do I keep rolling the dice on this guy? Is he really going to put up another? No, I don't think so. I think that's that was just some one. good old fashioned smart managing from David Ross and knowing his pitcher and knowing what he's seen recently. Thinking is he going to put up a zero again? Because that's what we need right now. That's we so true. we need zeros. Period. And we've uh, prayed to the heavens above that we get them, and we gotten six of them. Let me not be greedy. Right. Baby yeah. Jesus. Baby Jesus. Baby I didn't Jesus. want to keep using it, but yeah, you're right. All right. Uh, the Cubs currently sit two and a half games behind Milwaukee in the NL Central in terms of the wild card race. They are comfortably sitting in that second spot, two games in front of Arizona. Cubs still have two against the Diamondbacks tomorrow and Sunday, both at 120. Can be heard here on 670 the score. Uh, but the teams that are in the hunt still for that wild card race behind the Cubs. Cincinnati-Miami, one game out of that wild card Cincinnati. spot. And then San Francisco, who just got swept by the Cubs, they're sitting three out. So uh, it's gonna, people are going to be watching close. It's going to be a fun couple of weeks. Yeah, you say Arizona's two out right now? Arizona is the last wild card spot, mm-hmm. two out from where the Cubs are. Okay. And the Cubs are in the second spot. All right, spot. well, that's a, that's a big but game. But Arizona needs – but they've, they've, they've crept into that space by beating the Cubs these last two games. Yeah, and I think that – let me look here. Yeah. Uh, you said – you told us that uh, that Steele is pitching for – yeah, they've got uh, Merrill Kelly going tomorrow. Yeah. He's good. He's good. This is, a, this is a really good pitching matchup. Merrill Kelly – uh, eleven and six with a three twenty two ERA, and as you said earlier, Justin Steele sixteen and three, two fifty five. So yeah, this is this game. Today was the pitching matchup. There, the 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 big pitching game. Tomorrow could be the same, but as Pat Hughes always told me, rarely do you see two games in a row that are the same. Mm, so that is true. That, like that's an interesting. I'm thinking about this from a gambling perspective now, Gabe. Like Eight, ten to ten to seven, it it feels like the Cubs like five to four automatic win just because this is what they've done the this Cubs year. The Cubs most certainly are winning tomorrow. Okay, I mean that's They're that's what pissed. I'm thinking. 
But yeah, the score is tough. And Unless Rossi, man, because we've seen this in, in, in a season before where like a moment can kind of change your vibe, whether it's in a game or, you know, it within a week where like maybe the Rossi negative juju kind of carries over to the team. Like you can't get them to get out of the funk and then they do. Then steal. Ooh, and then you said it, not me, a seven game losing streak. No, who said seven game losing? You said a seven. Oh, game I did losing say streak. that. Yeah, well, because I'm always. It's like the question we asked earlier: Do you truly trust this Cubs team? Because there's a lot of blind faith going on. Because it didn't look like they were going to be able to take us to where they have taken us. Right? It it, it started, uh, and, and interestingly enough, it was teams. an it was an eight game winning streak right. on starting in July 21st that catapulted the Cubs to where like it was kind of like all right, Jed Hoyer. Jed Hoyer's like all right, you kids. You talked me into it. Now you better win. And like, so that's where I am with them. I'm like, yeah. are, are you really going to do but this? But then they did. And I think that's the, they are. That's the cool thing about the Cubs, they right? Are. The second half of August, you're beating the Braves. You're beating the Blue Jays. You're beating uh, the Rangers. You're beating, you know, good teams. Remember the Atlanta series? That's at what there was, was that a four-gamer, I think? It was a three-game series. Three-game right? series, but they lost badly, the Cubs did the first game. And everybody said, oh, the Cubs have met their match. This is a real-ass team. And then the Cubs smoked them the yeah. next couple days. And that was what was interesting. So, again, that's that's where the believability comes from me, is that the, the Cubs are good enough to beat the good teams and should be good enough to beat the teams that are below them. And then that's what makes me feel confident that they'll make – they'll find their way in the playoffs. And they rebound well. <laughs> they, do. they do. Like from the, I mean. Even within a game. The Cincinnati the game. series could have been catastrophic. That was another point where I'm like, oh boy, yeah. here we go. Here we go. And so now we have, and then they won and they win the next series. And every, right. and, and then I had forgotten, like I would completely forgotten about that. But no, here we are again. They have hit some turbulence. They've lost two in a row. And typically in this spot, this is where the Cubs have Prove my paranoia wrong. Like they, like they don't fall off the map, and they are winners. Yeah, just like you. Oh, yeah, we're all winners here. He's talking about you in the car. Yeah, not, not me. Brody <laughs> doesn't say nice things like that to me. No, I was saying that to you. Uh, uh, yeah, oh, that's sweet. Thinking about you and the people in the car and Leo. So now I got to say it to everybody, Leo, you're the best. You driving around yeah. in the car, you're the good. It couldn't just, it couldn't just be mine. Yeah. Well, you see that. It was your own fault, man, because you, you didn't just accept the compliment. You had to go thinking that I was talking about somebody else. <laughs> All right. You know? What compliments do you have for the Chicago Bears? Two days away from their big game against the Green Bay Packers, Justin Fields, Jordan Love, Green Bay Packers offensive line versus the Bears defensive line. Oh, we got more stuff to talk about. And let's hear from Matt Eberflus on uh, what he thinks about the Bears heading into their first game of the season. We'll do that. After the break, it's Gabe Ramirez, it's Mark Grody, it's G&G. Boop. Right here on 670 The Score. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. No pressure. Uh, just, just go out there and do what we do, uh, as we've done the last day. But like I said, we're not really looking into the past. It's about now. And then uh, we got to go out there and write our own story, and it starts Sunday. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Grody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. That was a little bit of Aaron Jones from the Green Bay Packers running back talking about they ain't got no pressure to be 8-0 or to hold on to that record versus the Bears. What? What are you talking about? What? What? What in the I don't want to give the Bears bullets aboard are you talking about? Like, shouldn't you say, why do people, you know, it's, I know we're in media groats and, I'm, you know, you ask all these questions and doesn't it, but isn't it refreshing to get the out of the ordinary answer? You know, yes. like when, Ty, when Tyson Bajan talks, it feels like you're getting fresh answers. And so like when you ask these people these questions, I'm telling you, we, you and I have had these, this conversation before. Like, why can't they just come out and just say it? You ask Aaron Jones, like, yo, you think you guys are going to beat the Bears for the ninth time? Yeah. Yeah. What, 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 what else should I be thinking? Not, we don't have the pressure. We shouldn't. Yeah. Or, yeah, we'll <laughs> see. On. They're we'll a really see. good team, Stop. and we respect the Bears, and I love the rivalry. You know, we've been on top of it for a long time, which is great, and I hope that that keeps going. But we got a lot of respect for the Bears. No, you don't want to hear that. That's why I said when I saw Justin Jones buy his locker, the other day, mm-hmm. the Bears three technique. I was like, oh, yeah, Justin Jones. I bet he might have something to say about the Green Bay Packers. Do we have that, Leo? Well, I would love to hear that. But um, I, I will say this. Like, when we talk about players and the expectations the media has for them, I do not expect these guys to be give gregarious answers and want to share and reveal just because it's there's a lot there's so much pressure in their jobs yeah. to begin with that they the reason we get those answers is because they don't want to have to think about what they said that that and I understand that that said when somebody is saying something or somebody is willing to share of course it's a godsend and it's wonderful and it does make me think you know it would be nice if everybody did it but I actually do I've been in this business long enough to understand why players say the thing or don't say the things that they don't say. Because it's smart. It's their job. It is. It's up on Twitter. We put it on Twitter. What did I do? I I talked to Justin Jones, and then 20 minutes later, I put this on Twitter. Well, we'll listen to it here in just a little bit. Obviously, Green Bay, you you want to beat them as many times as you can just for the sake of the city. You know what I'm saying? For the, the city of Chicago. You know, Illinois in general, this rivalry here has been going on for a long time, and we're just we're about to be on the other side of that now. You know, we're we're going to be giving the, being the ones to give the beat down. You know, we're not getting beat by them anymore. It's going to be us from now on. So that's kind of how I see it. And I'm, like I said, it starts starts uh, Sunday. Why are you so sure that Chicago will now be the team putting the beat down on, as you said, in this rivalry? Just you know, the way the way I don't know what it's been like in previous years. I know I was here last year. And I know what it is this year, and I know the work that we put in this offseason. There's no other team in the league that's worked harder than us this offseason. 
there's no other team in the league that's putting the hours, you know, and, and the, the extra field work Amen. that guys, you know, are, on this team are putting in. Nobody's watching film like this guy's team is putting in. Like nobody's doing it the way we're doing it here. So our confidence is through the roof, and, you know, how, that's, that's how I feel. Good for Justin Jones. Nah, man, Uh-oh. that wasn't it. That wasn't it. Why isn't it it? Because. What is it? You know how, like, you go to a you go to a car lot or you go to anywhere where like any retail store and there are people there that are making their product just sound so good, but too good to the point where then you stop believing them. Mm. Like, okay. Tell me you're better than the Packers. I was there. I was there. We were holding hands, walking into the sunset together on that one. But then when you start saying things like we watch more film than anyone in the NFL, <laughs> no team has put in the hours that we have put in here. I'm like, at Hallis Hall? Really? Nah. No one else has? The whole entire NFL? No one's putting that? That's such an athlete cl- cliche. That's Everybody says that. So then once it gets to that point, then I feel like there's the, the, the statement starts to lose credibility. It's kind of like the the last seasons of Game of Thrones. You know, start strong, and then all of a sudden it just kind of fades. Yeah. Well, what about the part where Thrones, he was – he, he put the uh, – he said he, that Bear turned to put the beat down on, and it starts Sunday. Here, here, the best thing to just play play the clip again, but the first couple of seconds, I'll, t- I'll tell you when to go ahead and let that go. This is Justin Jones talking trash, giving bullets and board material to the Green Bay Packers, but it's the beginning, how it starts that sets everything up that really makes me feel confident about okay. uh, what he's saying. Listen, obviously, Green Bay, you, you want to beat them as many times as you can just for the sake of the city, you know what Boom. I'm saying, All for right the, in the city of Chicago. Boom. That right there. He could have stopped right there. Got to beat Green Bay Packers for the city, for the, for the sake, sake of the, of the fans. Uh-huh. That is, I, I love that because then the statement is based in fandom. So we're going to go out there and smack him in the mouth. But, but he's also but it, gone. He, but it was, I feel like he was just talking very much like, I'd be pissed if I was a Packers fan or if I was if I was a Green Bay Packer, I should say. You're scared. I am. Yeah. Yes. You're scared. That, and, so, and your reaction was very similar to a lot of the people on my Twitter when I put the quote up. A lot of people were like, okay, man. I mean, I hope you're right. I'm not really sure, Justin. Just because Justin Jones did not have a a highly impactful year last year and it's Bears-Packers, but that was your reaction is probably the correct one. I get it. I do actually get it. I understand why people are nervous and they're scared when they hear because there's just nothing to back it up at this point. Yeah, it's like if if the three of us, me, you, Leo, Shady Sears, we, we went out to a bar, and then like you know, Leo says some crazy to somebody, you know? Yeah, you can see it. It's like, yeah. damn it, man. Leo's like, yo, I'm a Redbird. Like, I am a part of this. I have to now back this statement up as oh, well, you know? right. And, and so now I'm a part of the oh, statement. Oh, we're like, oh, so we got to. Leo's like, man, you ain't nothing, man. Yeah, I'll kick your ass. And then, classic and I'm Leo. Sitting, classic Leo, all, the always starting fights yeah. at the bars. And then I'm sitting there behind him like, damn, hand, you know, my hand's on my head. And I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, we, now we got to bail this guy oh, out. Yeah, out. That's what it is, is a bailout. And, we can, and, 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 and Leo could maybe whoop the guy. Yeah. But in the event that he does it, and then it's like we got to get in, and we get whooped, and all of a sudden right. one way or the other, everybody. we're forced to back. Right? Yeah, we might. That's to- how I feel about Justin Jones' statement. Where I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm going to support it. Uh huh. But if it goes wrong, then now we're that guy. Yeah, uh, we look stupid. And, and do you think that his teammates are you and I 
backing it's up Leo point. at the bar? Are they like, yes. yo, dude, why you got to say that? Yes. Really? Justin feels like, damn, bro. Oh, come on, man. I'm the big guy. They're going to come after yeah. me. You know what I mean? Like, something like that. I'm what counts out here. <laughs> Let's go to the phone lines. 312-644-6767. Phone lines are open. Uh, you get a chance to give us your Bears thoughts here. Gabe Ramirez, Mark Grody on 670. The score on a Friday. Let's go to Dan. Dan, so uh, you got some thoughts on Justin Fields there? Yeah. I, first off, I love you, Mark. I love you, Gabe. You guys are awesome. You know, whenever you guys are on, I always try to listen late at night. I'm coming home from golfing, so I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, you know, I, I, last segment, you guys were just talking about, like, you know, investing hard on the Cubs tomorrow on the money line, right, or something like that. Thinking that they're just going to win tomorrow, right? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold that's hold what that. Gabe said. Hold on, hold on. Yep. There's one thing. There's one thing, Dan, for for Grody and I to be like, the Cubs are going to win. It's another thing for you to be like, you said money line, <laughs> take the Cubs, hard win. You're scared again. <laughs> Why are you that's so scared like, of everything? That's like that's like my friend telling me I'm telling him to bet his mortgage. Mortgage is hilarious. But yes, I do think the Cubs are going to win. By the way, yeah, we both. But continue, do. continue, yeah. continue. Right, right, right. So, you know, I'm thinking about investing hard tomorrow on that, right? But, you know, the same kind of thing goes for the Bears. Like, initially, I was drinking the Kool-Aid hard, you know, and I was like, man, there's, there's no way they're going to lose to the Packers game one. No way, you know? Because they can't. And I was thinking about just investing hard on the money line on the Bears, Bears. right, for that. But now, like, it's, lately I've, like, cooled off on that notion, you know, because – like, like you guys were just saying, they haven't really showed us much, right? Like, if, if Fields improved as a passer, wouldn't they have, like, shown, like, that, like, and showcased it a little bit? So, you know, like, Green Bay is going to, like, end it on the run, right? Like, that's where I'm, like, I, I get a little nervous, right? Like, you guys say it. So, um, but love to hear your thoughts. Uh, Mark, I know you're in Lake Forest all the time. Uh, you know, love to hear your thoughts. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Dan. First of all, Dan, go ahead and parlay the Cubs and the Bears. Yeah, we got you. Victories. Nice. Yep. Yeah, because Gabe told you. He told you exactly what's going to happen tomorrow. So, I, 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 and Gross, I am all equally as interested to hear your your answer to that. But quickly, I just want to say that I, I think it's it's more about the team. That is there growth in terms of belief and confidence in Justin Fields. That's there. I think that, I think that it's the team aspect that scares me. In terms of me just going and handing the victory to the Bears, do I think the Bears are going to win? Yeah. Do I want the Bears to win? Yeah. Am I going to be disappointed if they don't? Yeah. But I'm. In my, but the realist side of me says, yeah. But it's a team game, and the team might not be up to the to to the to the the expectations that we think they're. I they think are. it's. A, I think it's a coin flip of a game. I really do. And to you know, you said it earlier perfectly. This is two C teams right now. You know what I mean? Like until who knows? Maybe the Packers are better than we think, and there are a lot of people that think the Packers might be sneaky good this season. So I do think it's 50-50. The Bears very well could win. But in, to his point about the Justin Fields and not really feeling it, like not, you know, for the games that you guys actually got to see with your own eyes, which most people didn't get to see what I saw, and that was in training camp. And right, there just wasn't and and Hub said it earlier today too. It was an average camp from our eyes. For and this is most reporters. I don't know if there's anybody out there at Hallis Hall who has a an opinion that that goes too far from what I'm about to say. And that's that Justin Fields and the offense looked very average and on some days below average. And you didn't see. And I've always used the word you know this big you know discerning difference from one year 
to the next where it was like, okay, wow, that's it. Now there might be, you know, they've said that there is progress and that things are better, but it doesn't look like the big jump. And I think it was when we were talking to uh, Matt Verderam earlier, you know, I asked him, you know, if, if he just gets, if Justin Fields is only incrementally better this year, Matt was saying that he thinks that's it then for Justin Fields, that because, you know, Ryan Poles, this is not his guy and that he's being held to a higher standard than just incrementally better, that he could very well be gone. But I'm straying from the path a little bit, again, only to say, I can't wait to see what the Bears do either. And that's the point yeah. we're at. And honestly, that's where Luke Getze is, the the Bears offensive coordinator. That's where that's where Matt Eberflus is. They're, they have run out of things to say because they're kind of like, yeah, we're curious too at this point. Yeah, and I think that they all feel uh, like the next guy we're going to be talking to, Bob and Joliet. Oh, sick. This is, our, this is your guy. Gross. I think it's my guy. Bob? Hey guys, thank. How are you, Bob? Hey, thanks for thanks for taking the call. Hey, we're, we're, you guys earlier an hour or so ago were asking about um, you know how it is to have football. We, we're great. We're just thankful to have football back, and especially Thank Chicago baby football. Jesus, yes, yes. We can at least spend three, if not six, hours away from our loved ones. Oh, stop you know? it! Stop it! Stop it! Don't do that. <laughs> Bob, don't reinforce stereotypes here, Papa. <laughs> we don't need none of that. Four My wife's listening. Away from loved ones? <laughs> yeah, four to six hours. Make sure you put a six on Wait, there. is Bob still there? He is. Bring Bob back up. Yes. Hey, Bob, everything okay at home, my friend? Oh, get the yeah, at least okay. in my family. I'm just joking. Okay. Come on. Well, Bob, All right. We're joking, too. So, okay. <laughs> what are you doing to Bob? I didn't do anything. That was Leo Stoddard. Okay. okay. All right. Leo, damn it. Blame, I wanted to talk to Bob. Blame it on you. All right. That's fine. That's my fault. Sorry about that, Bob. All right. I I, I got my my fader t- fingers out of control right now. Take one more. Let's go to Mike. Uh, Mike, um, you, like most people, are anticipating this weekend's game, but, but you feel like there needs to be trust in not just Justin Fields, but somebody else, right? Yes, absolutely. Don't trust Bob. Anyways. <laughs> Bob, you still there? Happy at home. No, I understand Bob's point. Uh, What I'm saying is I believe that everybody needs to trust in Ryan Poles, who he brought in as coach, Matt Eberflus, Coach Flus, and just trust the system. And what these guys are believing in, the team members, that's the most important thing. And everything else out the window. I mean, just let it let it flow, and let's see where we're at. Yeah, let's see where we're at this Sunday. That's exactly what we want. Thanks for the call, Mike. You do. We do have to. I think we do trust Ryan Poles. I think we do trust Matt Eberflus. I think we're. I think, we're, I think we. There's a clean slate for those guys with a few scribbles on. It's it. like dating someone new, and they they haven't given you any red flags. Okay, well put. Yes, that's it. And so you get to just kind of ride it out until you do. Right. And and that I could trust change you until I don't. quickly. That could I change. Trust, trust you until said, I don't. We just said yeah. the same thing that's, differently. That was, that's unbelievable. Wow. Yeah. Wow. There's several moments on this Magic. show tonight. Leo, I hope you're getting this, man. This is something. Send these cuts out. Yeah. Oh. My goodness gracious. <laughs> Send these cuts out. Could you imagine the cut sheet of just what we think is funny? <laughs> it's just nothing to do with sports at all. Everybody else in the station is like, come on, what? <laughs> Seriously? Matt Spiegel's like, hey. 
Gabe and Grody, they were talking about the Bears. Let's see what they got. <laughs> it's like we're talking about, I don't know. That was World a pretty good. I liked your Spiegel, that your impromptu Spiegel. You. Like you went up a little bit yeah, in yeah. octave, and that was that yeah, was bye. good. Very gentle. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. a little. Like a, <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like it. That's very good. I could be Parkins. You could be Spiegel. We did have a great show. You could be Spiegel. Hey, guys, I was just thinking if we could. Uh... I mean, there's a lot of people. I'm gonna put Stone Pony. Got the pony. Love my show. Love Andrew the Cubs. Pony. Cubs can make it, man. I don't know. <laughs> Cubs can make it. All right. All right. I'm going to do a proclamation right now. Say a Suzuki? Biggs, I'm going to do a proclamation right now. When's the last time you seen a guy from <laughs> All right. We got some Jordan Love neat. audio. That was, yeah. that was good. Yeah, I like that. That was solid. Uh, some Jordan Love audio to play for you before we get out of here. Because he says he's nervous. Jordan Love said this? Jordan Love said he's nervous. Yeah, he damn well better be nervous. So we get to hear from Jordan Love. Get our last couple of thoughts before we get out of here. We'll do that on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez. It's Mark Grody. G&G in the building. Right here on 670 The Score. And it counts. Double G with the rock to the rack. Tone it and a foul. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Gabe Ramirez and Mark Brody on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Couple more days. Couple more sleeps. Two more sleeps. If you're a normal human being, two more sleeps before mm. football Sunday. It's gonna be big. Leo, you gonna be in front of a TV all day on Sunday or what? Are I'm you gonna be right here. I'm gonna be cutting the highlights. So you'll be what? You will be in front of a TV. A computer screen, but yeah. You'll be in front of a TV, my friend. Yes, I'll you be will be watching the, the game. Yes. Yeah, don't act like you're not even watching the game. Don't act like we put you. Well, in it's the, my job to be watching the game. That's my Sunday. point. But that is my point. Don't act like you're gonna be in a closet just. <laughs> Yeah, cutting, our cutting highlights. Kind of like, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got you. Groats? I will be actually part of the, or a guest on the pregame show on the score, and I'll be a guest nice. on the postgame show nice. on the score, the, the pre and post that you were talking about a little bit earlier. So I think I'm on around 1030, and then postgame, we shall see. I'll work the locker room, go to the podium, interview room, and then. Oh, you got uh, a long day on I got Sunday. a long day. Well, th- here's something. Here's a funny little thing. Um, yeah, really long day. And then I, so I'm out at Hallis Hall and one of the writers for the athletic, his name is, do you know, John Greenberg? He writes yeah, about media. Yeah. He writes about media. Um, he was like, he was putting into my head. He was like, he's like, Hey, he's like, why don't you, uh, you should do the overnight that for, after the first bears game like in honor of Grobber because Bears Packers mm. and Grobber was nuts when it came to Bears Packers had some of his yeah. best shows and calls and I liked the idea like I was like oh that that's actually a pretty good idea and I, I was thinking about suggesting it to Mitch but then I went through it in my head I'm like there's no way I'm going to be up at six o'clock on Sunday morning right. I'm going to be on the show I'm going to be I'm going to be exhausted by the time this game is over yeah. and I've done all my work the last thing I'd be able to handle I think is so so I was being reasonable with myself but then. Then I hear on the radio, Chuck 
Swarsky's going to be doing the overnight. And I'm now like, you got FOMO. what an idea. No, I don't. <laughs> oh. I'm like, the overnight is, and I text John Greenberg. I go, guess who's doing the overnight? Oh, I see. It's I the see great Chuck Swarsky. So we are in good hands. So I don't put him in the Hall of Fame. So I felt like I didn't feel guilty. Yeah, because nobody asked him, nobody, like Mitch never asked me to do it. It was just John Greenberg. And I thought it was a good suggestion. It's a great idea. I feel so good that Chuck Swirsky is doing it. That's right. It is going to be 19 straight hours of reaction to the season opener. Chuck Swirsky will be live overnight on Monday from 12 to 5. And of course, we got Mullion Hall, Bernstein and Holmes, Parkinson Spiegel throughout your workday. And then six o'clock, none other than, speaking of the marathon man, Mark Grody. That's right. And I. See how, see how smart I am? My show that night is how long? One hour. See? see? So hang out with us on the Plumbers 911 Football Monday, presented by Busey Bank, and it's not a game, Illinois.com. All of it can be heard on 670 The Score and the free Odyssey app. And also, as Mark Grody was pointing out, a pregame show, a PNC Bank pregame show, presented by your local Ford dealers and Fox Valley Coins. Mully from Mully and Hall, Olin Cruz, Patrick Manley, are they going to get you set for week one? PNC Bank, official bank of the Chicago Bears. Then immediately following the game, it's the Great Clips post-game show presented by Tullamore Dew. One of my favorite shots. Uh, Mully, Olin Cruz, Patrick Manley got instant reaction for the season opener. Make sure you guys are listening to that. All right. Uh, Jordan Love, I just want to I just want to hear him say this, that he will be nervous. Play this clip for me, Lee. I want to hear this one. There's definitely always nerves um, going into any game, um, especially the first game of the season. Um, so I'm sure there will be those, and it's just getting out there and getting your feet wet and being able to relax and uh, you know stay calm. Um, but, yeah, um, first start for me. So uh, not first start, but first uh, time being a starter. So mm. uh, He didn't sound nervous. Sounds super confident. Yeah, that that he's, he spoke about it in generalities. Yeah. There's always going to be. He didn't say, oh, yeah, I'm going to be nervous, man. I'm going to be nervous. No, that that sucked. This is uh, him talking about facing the Bears' defense. It's a different defense we're going against compared to what we've been playing with our defense, and they do some different things. So it's it's, it's different. So we get most of those looks from the scout team just during the week. But yeah, it's it's definitely you know you got to be able to lock back into a new defense um, that comes from film study, um, then obviously the practice reps can scout team. That was the most unspecific. 30 seconds I've ever heard in my life. Can you play that again, Leo? Listen, listen to how we're going to do some things. We're going to try some other things. Some things we haven't seen about things. Play it. It's a different defense we're going against compared to what we've been playing with our defense, and they do some different things. So it's it's, it's different. So we get most of those different. looks from the scout team just during the week. But yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, you got to be able to lock back into a new defense. Um, that comes from film, study, um, then obviously the practice reps can scout team. I felt like I was listening to Morris Code right there. <laughs> The defense was playing really good, and they're different than our defense. They than do our some Scott things team. And, and things and other things. And, yeah. you know, we got a, how is that? Bro, I'm hating hard right now. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. So, so far, he doesn't sound scared, and he didn't give anything away about the Bears defense. He doesn't know anything about the let's Bears see, defense. Let's, let's see if he's excited, because he did say uh, he is excited to finally get a shot. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's been a waiting game. I've been waiting this whole time to be able to get out there and show what I can do. But it, it's been awesome to see those guys. You know, they, they've all kind of made their mark pretty early and have done really good things right off the bat. So I'm mean, happy for those guys. Uh, they did a great job. But, um, yeah, I'm definitely you know, excited to finally get my shot. Oh, he's just saying what he's got to say. He's trying to get out of there, man. It's Friday, and he's like, <laughs> all right, I'm gone. No, that probably wasn't Friday. That was probably Wednesday or something like that. But. I talked to Pete Doherty from the Green Bay Press Gazette about uh, – Jordan Love, and, and I asked him about Romeo Dobbs' statement saying that Jordan Love can have a similar year to Aaron Rodgers. And 
<laughs> Pete Doherty, who's covered the team for 20, 30 years, pointed out the fact that Aaron Rodgers was just so much older than the than the younger players last year mm-hmm. that that's why there was a disconnect. And Jordan Love being closer to them in age is going to allow for them to bond a little bit better, especially with the younger receivers. So when I hear Jordan Love talk, he does have a – even though he's 24, he got that like that like the, the Morris Code speak to him, but he sounds like someone who has a good command. How dare you? Of the room. I don't want to hear that. No, he does sound really good. Actually. He does. He does. No, he sounds smart. He sounds confident. He sounds like a quarterback should sound. And no, that's that's it's a really interesting point, though. I, I mean, you think about it. There's probably plenty of players that, especially as Aaron Rodgers has gotten older and the players yeah. obviously are getting younger, that don't like him. That just don't. I mean, you have to acknowledge the greatness, and you would get never get off say, my lawn. Yeah, right, right. Who's that guy now. Well, it's not even just to get off my lawn. It's like he's become. With more power comes That's more authority, and point. he's just got a bigger say to these guys. And when you get, if you get yelled at by Aaron Rodgers, man, that's got to hurt. Because imagine if you were throwing the like if you were the quarterback, Groats, and you're throwing the ball and having to hang out with like a bunch of Leo Stoddards. Oh my god! <laughs> he said, "Oh my god!" Yeah. <laughs> but imagine he's and Leo's coming in like, "Hey, what's up, Groats?" And like, <laughs> <laughs> no wait, you had Leo out there starting fights though earlier. He, you've really implemented Leo well tonight. You've you've made him, you know, I, I was a fighter. And, I was once a producer, and I know what it's like to, you know, have your name heard a couple yeah, times and I said. Know, yeah. and Leo does a great job. Well, so. he's, you know, he's an ISU Redbird too, right? Oh, trust me, yeah. and he's the fastest producer we have. Yeah. Did you know that? Gross. Oh yeah, no, I did hear that. You're like a yeah. track star or something like that. I was right? all conference. That's pretty Twice. cool, man. Twice. That's awesome. It's hard to say that you're faster than someone that was all conference. Yeah, no, I would never. I would never. Thanks, thanks, thanks. And I consider that possibility. And it's funny because I, I tried to use it to win a bet, and I started with Adam Staszynski, and I was like, yo, Leo says he's faster than you. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, Studs. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, well, I know Studs. He does run. And so. he said Studs runs. Yeah. And Studs is competitive. Damn, you see how he's building he? him up to knock him down? You see that? That's confidence. He's right competitive there. in a video game kind of way. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right, we got to go play the rap-up music. I'm oh, my sorry. God, that was great. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. I'm gonna say that oh I gotta use play the rap of music. I, I gotta I gotta use that when I'm playing basketball. Yeah. I'm like, are you good or are you good? I'm good. Are you good like in a video game way? Right. <laughs> or like I, actually and, on the court. And I am gonna use your line. Because if somebody ever asks me, why did you never get a tattoo? <laughs> why would you wanna what is it? Put paint on a Lamborghini? You don't no, no, put, put a bumper, bumper sticker you don't on put a, a Lamborghini. sticker on a Lamborghini. You delivered it so much better. Hey. But that's a great line, man. <sighs> and I'm gonna I deliver this it, goodbye man. as best as I can. Shout out to our guests today, Hub Arkish and Matt Verderam. A big thank you to Leo Stoddaher for Red holding Birds. us down today. Yeah. Check out, check out, yeah. <laughs> I love it. Girl, it's always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Make sure you follow him. He's going to have your Bears coverage all Sunday long. Next time you hear me on your radio, Monday. Monday? I'm going to work. I'm sending an email. Hopefully not. Wait, Monday? Or what are you doing Monday. Cubs pre and post, but I got my playoff game. Oh, that's right. I'm going to try to swap out a day was, with Espo. Uh, Espo to the rescue. Always to the rescue. Hey, that's why we got the best teammates here at the score. I can't believe you're trying to get out of pre and post. I have a playoff game. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're out. Mi gente. That means my people. Hasta la próxima. That means until next time. I'm Gabe Ramirez. He's Mark Grody. We are GNG. And this is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. People hate Green Bay. I hate Green Bay. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.